This is Making Babies, a podcast all about pregnancy. Pregnancy can be such a confusing and anxious time when parents are completely focused on the health of the mother and baby. There are so many questions and so much to learn about all the recommendations and current trends in pregnancy and childbirth. We hope this podcast can offer some answers in a scientific and medically accurate way and along the way provide some really interesting conversations. I'm Blythe Bernhard, medical reporter at the St. Louis Post-Dispatch, and I'm in my second pregnancy. So I share your curiosity and excitement about this incredible journey that is making babies. Um, today we have a really interesting discussion. Um, we're talking about a bit of backlash toward over-medicalization of pregnancy and childbirth. Um, now, pregnancy and childbirth is probably one of the oldest things that's happened on, on our planet, but uh, the trends seem to be changing quite often. So um, we're going to talk about um, how some moms and their caregivers are questioning the need for some, some common and uh, long-term interventions. Um, and we're here with the director of the Mercy Birthing Center, Elizabeth Cook. And she is a certified nurse midwife, and you also have your, uh, you're also a nurse practitioner. That's that correct. right. And you have mm-hmm. a doctorate in nursing yes. practice. Mm-hmm. And um, first of all, the reason we're uh, bringing this up today is there's a new study from Mayo Clinic that uh, is talking about the idea of reducing the number of visits to obstetricians that um, that pregnant women have during their during their pregnancies uh, it's pretty interesting they they ended up giving some women uh, testing devices so they could check their own blood pressure and the baby's heart rate from home um, I know that most of my appointments during the pregnancy that's all, that's all that's done is checking the blood pressure and checking the baby's heart rate um, now, when you so when you're giving the woman these devices to do it at home, uh, you're bringing you're cutting almost in half the number of visits that you need, and we're talking about low risk pregnancies, of course. Um, but I just wanted to ask you, um, how does the how does prenatal care look like how, at the Mercy Birthing Center? Um, I know that women are seeing midwives, so. How many visits during a pregnancy is pretty typical? Well, first of all, it's great to be with here today. Um, So a traditional prenatal care schedule really involves visits every four to six weeks until about 20 weeks gestation, and then about every four weeks until 28 weeks gestation, then every two weeks till 36, and then a weekly until mom's ready to deliver. And that's the schedule that's traditionally followed by uh, midwives and obstetricians across this country. At Mercy Birthing Center, we see our moms about every four to six weeks until 20 weeks gestation, then about every four weeks until 32 weeks gestation, then about every three weeks until she's term, and then every one to two weeks until she delivers. We really try to factor in, is this a mom's first pregnancy? You know, how far away does she live? What is her history? And really, what are her concerns and wishes um, as far as the spacing of her prenatal visits? So during those visits, um, what... What is happening? Is it is it the blood pressure check and the fetal heart rate? Is that? Uh, yes. You know, so the frequency of prenatal visits is something that's been a topic of ongoing discussions, really been in the literature since the 1970s. Um, you know, and moms traditionally have about 12 
to 14 visits. And like you were saying, the Mayo Clinic project really tried to cut that down to eight um, with about 120 low-risk women. And they were typically, you know, a, a woman typically sees her provider for a few minutes, um, listens to the baby, measuring mom's belly, um, checking the position of the baby, um, weight, blood pressure, all that really takes about three minutes or so. And here at the birthing center, our visits are scheduled for about 20 to 40 minutes apiece. And we do all that, but in addition, we're really sitting down and chatting with mom, asking, you know, how are you sleeping? How are you staying hydrated? You getting your protein in? What's your diet like? Are you getting your exercise? You know, how are you preparing for your labor? What do you want to happen during labor? Who's going to be there? Um, how are you bonding with your baby? You know, how are you preparing for infant care afterwards and postpartum care afterwards? You know, how's your emotional and your mental health? And it's really looking at um, the bigger picture and considering all these longer, more in-depth discussions with our moms, they have the reassurance and comfort that they need to manage their pregnancies in between their visits so that they're able to be seen um, less frequently. So when a mom is educated and healthy and really in tune with her body and her baby, she's going to know when something's out of the ordinary. And just like in the Mayo Clinic project, I think the highlight there was that those moms um, had direct access to their providers in between their visits. So they could call or text or video conference with the nurses, with the midwives, with their physicians um, in between their appointments and were really encouraged to do so so that they weren't waiting for those visits to ask their questions. Um, and, you know, and 83% of their inquiries were able to be handled long distance so that mom did not have to make an extra trip to the office to be seen for their appointments. So similarly, at the birthing center, our moms have 24-7 access to the midwives on their cell phone um, to text or to call with any questions or concerns um, that they have. And you know, in the Mayo Clinic group, they also had um, an online discussion group chat forum that these moms were a part of. We have a very robust, closed um, Facebook community that our moms are a part of where they can ask questions and really support one another. And our moms are also attending classes on exercise, nutrition, pregnancy development, labor, newborn care, postpartum care, so that they really have the information they need to make informed decisions for themselves and their growing families. So you often hear this idea that pregnancy is not an illness. And I think some people, well, most people look at hospitals as a place to go when you're sick or injured. So I think there is this trend toward making birth more of a healthy event and that's I'm sure that's why you're going toward a more home-like setting so can you talk about that a little bit mm -hmm. we really believe that pregnancy and labor and delivery for somebody who is healthy and low risk um, is just a normal physiologic part of life and really the World Health Organization says that even 85 percent of moms are healthy and low risk and can follow that model versus a traditional high-risk um, care model. You know we try our goal at the birthing center is to merge the best of both worlds of that home experience and that hospital experience pro by providing a home-like setting where we have hands-on low interventive care um, it's individualized, it's evidence-based, but yet we do it within the safety net of a hospital system that has 24-7 access to um, advanced medical care when it's indicated. So our moms labor spontaneously, they eat and drink and labor whatever they want. We always say it's hard to run a marathon on empty. 
They don't routinely have IVs. They can labor whatever position they want, which is um, important for facilitating labor progression. They can use massage, music, um, the rebozos, the yoga swings, the birth stools, the birth balls, and of course our showers and tubs where most moms live during their labor just to help facilitate that physiologic process and make it as comfortable and as smooth of a pro- uh, progression as we can. So you mentioned that about 85% of moms would fall into this low-risk category. Who, who wouldn't fit into? Who would not be a candidate for a birthing center? Uh, those with very preterm babies, those with um, chronic medical conditions that are on multiple medications, um, those with multiple gestations, um, you know, concerns with the placenta previa, um, those would definitely be situations that a mom needs to see um, a physician in a more high-risk setting. Okay. Um, are there any downsides to fewer medical visits. I know for me, I think if I had these devices and to check at home, I might overdo it and want to be checking all the time, which might make me paranoid and then bring me straight into the doctor's office, which seems to be, which would seem to defeat the purpose, right? So what do you think about that? I think the key here is that we need to look less at a specific number of visits and really look at a model that, in which there's shared decision-making between a mom and her provider as to what a particular mom's needs and desires are. And every mom's preferences are going to fluctuate based on her circumstances and which pregnancy this is for her, what all is going on. But the key is just good communication between a mom and her provider on what's expected and when to call. You know, a lot of moms... Um, will find it fun and reassuring to hear their baby's heartbeat more often. And the Mayo Clinic provided Dopplers for these moms to listen to their babies at home and measuring tapes to measure um, themselves and blood pressure checks. And, you know, a lot of women are more relaxed in their own homes, and that's where their blood pressure will most accurately reflect a baseline rather than sitting on an exam table um, talking to someone in scrubs. You know, and it can be reassuring to mom to see that her numbers are good. But I think the biggest advantage, um, if you are going to reduce the number of visits to something like the Mayo Clinic Project, is that there just needs to be that direct communication um, between a mom and her provider so that you're not waiting to that visit to ask questions. You know what's expected. Um, There's just a lot more open communication to be able to talk by phone or or text or video um, and all that. And for some moms... um, more visits is better, and for some moms, you know, fewer visits may be better. The studies done comparing the number of prenatal visits, um, if it was less than 10 or more than 10, um, show comparable outcomes statistically. And I think um, patient satisfaction really just needs to be driven by what um, that mom in particular wants. You know, some moms in European countries see somebody only four times, you know, and have outcomes that are just as good as those who see them three times at many. Doesn't mean one model is better or worse than the others. It just needs to be tailored to each person. We've been visiting with Elizabeth Cook, director of the Mercy Birthing Center. You can go to stltoday.com or your favorite podcast app to hear more episodes of the Inside the Post-Dispatch podcast series. Also, be sure to check out the best podcast in baseball, featuring Cardinals beat writer Derek Gould and sports columnist Benjamin Hockman. Thank you for joining us.